I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes to a another Disney playlist episode. Our thirty seventh, our last for the while, our last one for a while. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of break. This is the end of the Renaissance era of Disney, the greatest, their yeah. their most phenomenal era. And well, uh, we might be that might be for nostalgic purposes, but I don't know. I feel like these films hold up better than the earlier they really films. Do. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's we'll some gold yeah. to pick out from those earlier films, but... True, true. <laughs> Especially from the golden age, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I, I am the green traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> I am the faceless Leon. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch. A podcast about movies and TV, excuse me. Here we are, Tarzan, 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 um, played Tarzan? by Roseanne O'Donnell. Um, oh man, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> is in this movie though. She plays. Turk. I had completely forgotten that man. Yeah, so much I had forgotten. She's that. a great character. Like, I love Turk. Once she, once Turk started speaking, I was just like, "Wait a second, I know that voice." Yeah. There's a lot in this that there was a lot of those moments where I was just right. like, "Wait a second, I know that voice." Like throughout the whole movie, and then like because I've been trying to not because sometimes the cast spoils things, right? I've, mm. I've talked about that before. Where it's like when I'm writing the cast names down, I'm like, oh, here's a name. And then I look for them in the movie. I'm like eyeballing it. So I've been trying to wait until after the movie to start my notes and everything. At least my my cast notes. So I didn't write anybody's names down. And I was watching this movie and I was just like, damn, I got to look all these people up because they they all sound familiar. Like the only one I knew. The only one I absolutely knew once they started speaking was Wayne Knight as Tantor. See, that's the really funny. For me, I was like, I can't forget that Rosie O'Donnell is in this movie. And it, I, I just pulled up the the cast list and I was like, oh, of course that was Wayne Knight. So I did like right. the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Well, once he started, there's a moment, because um, there's, uh, once he started talking, I was me like, okay, I remember this voice. I know, I know exactly who this is. I could picture him. But I couldn't remember his name or anything. So right. I was just like, I know who this is, but it's whatever. Well, his name, even his think of real name is Newman. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's be entirely honest here. You know, but there's a moment, though, where the elephant, where Tantor yells at Turk. And when he does yeah. that, it was immediate. Just like, even though I could picture this person, I couldn't think of Wayne Knight's filmography or anything. Right, I was just like, right. I know what this guy looks like. That's fine. And I was just like, I wasn't even going to worry about the filmography. Um, but once he started yelling at Turk, I was just like, Space Jam. This yep. is that moment from Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, it was immediate. I was just like, I remember exactly who this guy is now. It was so funny. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Wayne Knight, oh, my dog is playing uh, with you're a legend. Toy. Uh, you are a legend. I, I do really enjoy uh, most everything that I have seen you in. Um, but yeah. I, I, the first thought is Newman always. And I know that you is wanna, your uh, curse, but thank you. For going through right. it for us. <laughs> <laughs> you want a a fun fact about Tantor the elephant? Or yeah, it is Tantor, right? It's like yeah, a hard Tantor, I not think Tantor. So. I couldn't remember how they pronounced it in the movie. I think it's Tantor. I think but, it's Tantor. Um, initially, the voice actor was Woody Allen. What? But Woody Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen churned it down 
Do you want to know what he turned it down for? Please you guess? tell me. No. It's I, around it's around the same time. This is a 1999 film, Tarzan is. And uh, the film he turned it down for came out a year earlier, 1998. It was a DreamWorks animated film. Does that help at all? Is um, it Small Soldiers? No, it, uh, but you're, you're in the right ballpark, I think. Uh, it, it's about bugs. But bugs it's not a bug's life. life. Oh, it's ants. not a bug's life. It's the other one. Ants. ants. With a Z. I watched, with a Z. Have you watched that? I've watched it, yeah. I, I remember liking it a bug's life. A bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would honestly like to do an ants versus a bug's life someday. I think yeah. that'd be very funny. That would be really um, funny. Let's do it. Because I remember. As a child, I remember liking A Bug's Life and thinking Ants was okay. Like, I remember enjoying it. We watched it a Watkins, lot. right? I think Christopher Watkins made sure. Ant. But Honestly, I couldn't even have told you that Woody Allen was in it. I had no fucking idea. No. So, like, no. he's the main one, too. Oh, oh my he's God. the main he ant. Okay. Okay. That wow. makes sense. That makes Dude. more sense. Dude. Oh, my God. There's so many people in this yeah. movie. In yeah. Ants. I couldn't even remember this. Woody Allen, Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, Christopher Walken, Danny Glover, Anne Bancroft. Oh, oh my shit, gosh, Dan Aykroyd. We gotta put that. On, we gotta put that on the list. We gotta do this. We'll do it. And of course, Jim Cummings <laughs> is in there. And I'm sure if you look hard enough, you might find Frank Walker. Hey, too, Jim but, Cummings know. is in this movie, uh, but he cool. <laughs> he helps Wayne Knight with the voice, apparently. Maybe when he was being oh, nice. more intimidating or something, or uh, gotcha. like adding the trumpet to his voice. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the trumpet would be great if that's what that's all Jim Cummings did was a trumpeting elephant. Also, oh, yeah, Frank God. Welker. Speaking of the god Frank Welker, he's only yes. in here to play Sabor, the the Which jaguar is, yeah. uh, antagonist that. Uh, Some more. Yeah, so that's what the first to get into the synopsis. The first act of this movie really is kind of the whole story with with Tarzan and Sabor. But even more than that, it is the story with him and um, Kala. So uh, yes. Kala is a gorilla played by Glenn Close. And Shocking! I did not know that <laughs> yeah, that was her. I had in my no childhood. idea no idea i can see it though once i once because that was one of the names i had to look up because i was like man this is such right. a familiar voice so i, I yeah. just caved and looked it up and i was like oh my god the thing it's is, close like, the thing is that she can really do stuff with her voice like it, yeah it's much more than other actors i feel like her voice can change and really become another character like yeah it's when i beautiful. think of glenn close i I first think of Corella DeVille and right. then I think of uh the Queen of England and those are two different very different voices while being close yeah. to each other but yeah she's very good at acting with her with all of her talents yes yes <laughs> Uh, but anyhow and she also does she also does like mini gorilla sounds in this which is yeah. like it's it's uh, we talked about it when we talked to uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio when uh, Kate Blanchett does the the monkey that uh-huh. plays with the puppeteering and everything. Yeah. Um, it's it's so funny to me to think of these hugely famous actors 
in the in the vocal studio room just doing monkey sounds i fucking love that image like yeah. it's so good to me <laughs> i just i can't imagine glenn uh, close in there just being like doing like the gorilla grunting like it's <laughs> oh man it's i love it uh so uh sadly kala loses her child a little baby gorilla yeah and uh she and a had a devastating this, scene too yeah a devastating Jesus. scene that has to do with sabor frank welker plays a real bad ass and a real bastard that is in this one and maybe yeah. that's why he didn't want to be credited um maybe <laughs> but we're giving maybe you the like, credit <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh, uh Chirk, uh kerchak 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 played by lance kerchak. Henriksen, um, he is the leader of the Gorilla Pack and uh, was Kala's mate. Um, and, you know, it was, so it was his child that was killed. While out and about their daily uh, ways, whatever the gorillas do, uh, Kala hears <laughs> uh, a baby crying throughout the jungle and finds her way to the source which is this like treehouse thing uh, that uh, yeah. the baby's parents had made. The parents had been killed by Sabor, and so she takes in the baby, and uh, he's a human, <laughs> and she names him Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> and Kerchak is like, "That's not my son, but he can stay because I do have a heart deep down under all this yeah. muscle and." Also, anger. I don't think he was gonna fight his wife. His no. wife was very stubborn about this yes, decision. She was. She yeah. was. And he's like, I want you to be happy. I really and, appreciated Kerchek a lot more this wash around than ever yeah. before. Uh, he's still a I bastard. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you, I Sometimes. feel as an adult, you like, because this was like, this is the first Disney film I remember. Right. Oh, wow. So like, this is, I was, I was probably six years. I think I was six years old when it came out. We did not see it in theater. But I remember um, it was on VHS. We rented it. Um, or maybe we just got it on pay-per-view or something. I can't remember. But we had gone to get McDonald's. Uh, my parents took my brother and I out to get McDonald's. And our Happy Meal toy, because I ate Happy Meals as a kid. Uh, our Happy yeah, Meal me toy too. was Tarzan related. So I remember we had these Tarzan toys and we came home and we we're just like, we want to watch Tarzan. We want to watch Tarzan. So we put it on. We watched Tarzan. It was, it's the first one I remember watching. Wow. Like, well, I'm so sure we had watched Disney before. Right. But it was just it was just that experience of having this Happy Meal right. toy and, and oh, you know, we all sat down as a family. A movie uh was oh, yeah. like yeah, it was an event back in the the uh late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And it was my, good stuff. Uh my mom's house we had these chairs that could fold out into beds, you know, like nice. this. So we uh we would always like have like a, a sleepover. Yeah, we'd over do like a sleepover in the living room, and it was a movie night. We nice. Would, yeah, we would. I love that. Mom would rent uh, a movie. Yeah, always something family friendly, obviously. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. of course. But no, I, I Popcorn. just, I really do <laughs> like the when when I when I watched this as a kid. I, I definitely hated Kerchak as well. Like, I was yeah. just like, man, this guy is such a hard ass. Like, just accept Tarzan as one of your own. What are you fucking doing? But as an adult, 
like you do appreciate him a lot more because yeah. you understand he's protecting this entire group. You know, all of these yeah. gorillas are a family, and he's got this whole like you know, I don't I don't want to say a hundred, but he's got at least like twenty yeah. twenty to 50, thirty gorillas to look 50 after. Fifty some, I think, was yeah. said at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like you, you do understand that more because he Kerchak knows what humans are capable of, right? Yeah, you know, they're that just was as a lot bad more obvious Sabor. to me in this run of it than before because most of the gorillas seem like they have no idea about humans. But uh, Kerchak, when he asked Kala, Are you certain there's no more? That is because he knows that they're dangerous when they're adults. Yeah. Uh, they're like, yeah. obviously, this baby's not going to hurt anybody. It's a baby. Right. Um, it's but, just a baby. Yeah. And we can raise it to be like an ape man. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Kala says. And Kerchak is like, he will never be one of us. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, anyhow, is, uh... he grows up in a great montage and <laughs> before before we before we have him grow up can we discuss the uh the disney conspiracy that tarzan is the older brother to elsa and anna like oh my god oh my god that? do you remember yes. that when that came out because yeah their parents sail away and die on it's the sea it's the same dad and, it's the same yeah. dad yeah, exactly. Like it's one hundred percent. Like the, I feel like it's one hundred percent the same no. parents because they 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 sail to this island, they crash on the shore basically, <laughs> and then they're just like, "Well, we gotta live here right now." No, no, I don't. I don't think so because uh, for the the very reason that this is a based off of a series of books, uh, right? That is by true. Edgar Rice, where he is an an english lord right uh well they're I technically don't... like they can kind of be english you know? they're Elsa arendelle they're fictional. they like i've seen a map where it is it's like north of denmark where they where they're yeah. saying it is right I, uh, it could be a european it's... lord we don't. We don't need Edgar Rice Burroughs to be part of Disney's Tarzan. <laughs> Edgar Rice Burroughs. I'm sorry, I did have missed the last name earlier. Oh, you okay? It's a weird name. Yeah, but, but this no, particular movie is based off of Tarzan of the Apes. I don't know how many right. there are, but I thought there was a series of. There's like books, seven to twelve. There, there might be a, just a series of. Um, movies because the fucking early hollywood loved tarzan yeah they really did i remember watching a lot of different um i mean even kind of even george of the jungle in a way is a like a tarzan rip like the yeah. brendan frazier frazier george of the jungle it's it's kind of like it's a similar-esque story george yes obvi- george of the jungle is obviously a spoof of star of tarzan so, oh my god, in I 1912, there was 24, holy 24 shit. novels. But 1912 is when Tarzan of the Apes was published. Uh, so, yeah, and that's yeah. fucking early. It really is. And he kept, it seems like he kept on writing through the, the 20s and 30s. Holy shit. This isn't by the same person in the 60s, is it? It must be somebody I, else. It no, must yeah, be something. No, it says Edgar. It's gotta be, man. It says Edgar Rice Burroughs right on top of there. My God, that's amazing. Okay, but 
Oh, R.A. Salvatore. Uh, it's either R.A. Salvatore or R.A. Salvatore. He wrote the Legend of Drist books. He's written a, uh, yeah. a Tarzan novel. So uh, Interesting. It looks like um, he wrote Tarzan and the Tarzan Twins, uh, being Edgar Rice Burrow. Excuse me, I, I went back. Um, and then the next one that came out in 66, it says Edgar Rice Burrow's Universe. Um, so I, and that is by Fritz Leiber. So it seems like very immediately after he stopped writing them, uh, somebody picked it, picked it up and the authorship got gotcha. passed around. Um, Man. but the one that one R.A. Salvatore was in 96. So that was, that came out right before this movie, really. I wonder if it had if it brought any of the upswing to like make them want to do this because I feel like, I mean it takes a while to make the animation so I feel like ninety six might have been around the time that they would have started working on this ninety six ninety five so like yeah I wonder if I wonder if there was a correlation involved maybe because there was also a, a publication in nineteen ninety nine so the Tarzan hat was for real um, that one was called the Dark Heart of Time. By Philip Jose Farmer. Okay, let's get back to this movie because I'm sure it's different Indeed. than all those books. <laughs> hey, a, this movie has a lot of like, as you mentioned, he grows up through a montage. They've got a lot of those montage issues again, right. just like Mulan. They, they they rely a little too heavily on having the characters, but I mean, again, just like Mulan as well, the development that happens in the montage is like it's not like wildly important you know because it's like it's more important to get to the story so it's like i'm willing to look past the montages here with with both melania and with tarzan because like all that happens in this first montage is he just grows up and you you can you learn through the growing up phase of like you know how he is slowly evolving to be more ape-like you know he he walks like them on his knuckles and everything like until he's a like up to being a young kid because the first montage yeah. is just up to a young kid area that's right and like yeah you get you get kind of like he, he starts to like i think he swings on a vine once maybe in that montage i don't really remember the first maybe. montage well, the, too much the, the, i i believe the song is um uh strangers like me uh where he is the like the one where he starts learning all the different skills of the different animals um, and well, that strangers like me is when he finds humans. Yeah, I think Son of Man might be like, the one you're talking of. Um, yeah, and yeah, because this the, is all by the Phil strangers Collins, like me is when music, he first sees humans. Way. Oh my god, love yeah. it! Yeah, and all yeah. the lyric, uh, lyrical music. Anyways, there's Mark uh, Man uh, Cena uh, did some songs uh, that yeah. I think were like more score type things. Yeah, I think he did the 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 musical score. Okay, gotcha. So like just the the yeah, and then the soundtrack is all <laughs> Phil Collins, which is weird, honestly. Like um, up until now, I feel like most Disney films have been. Uh, I'm going to get the terms wrong. I think diegetic, where it's like the the characters are the ones singing. Yeah, the characters um, are the ones singing, even when they're not. They're the ones singing. Um, yeah. Well, there's some exceptions. There's some songs that happen. Uh, and the rescuers aren't, isn't a musical either. 
Uh, right. Neither right. of those. That's there's right. some, there's some movies that definitely aren't musicals. But yes, yeah. especially in this era, I feel like all of the music has been with the character in their moment. Yeah. Which so it's very it's very weird. Um, like having watched Disney in order as we've been doing, it's really weird to get to this point where you have Tarzan, which is a very bold decision to have non diegetic. Yeah, you know, a, a background music basically that's telling what's going on, but and it's it, there's so like there's one or two good. songs. It's so good. I will admit, I do, I do love the soundtrack. I'm yeah. not going to knock the soundtrack at all. I'm just saying it's a very bold choice to make. Yeah, definitely. But I think they made the right choice in going with Phil Collins because it's like if you're not going to have your characters sing and you're going to hire somebody to to sing this whole movie, basically. Phil Collins is a pretty damn good choice. That's, like that's a pretty uh, good choice. you and I were, yeah. You, yeah, you and I were talking beforehand, and uh, I'm, I've always taken the stance that I'm more of a Peter Gabriel Genesis uh-huh. fan. Yeah, uh, I like I, Peter Gabriel a lot. I just I'm like, sorry everybody out there who just gasped. I I appreciate both of them. I just know that I appreciate oh, yeah. Phil Collins' work after Genesis, and I didn't follow Gabriel it, as much after Genesis. So I I I'm honestly the exact. Same, except that I followed P- Peter Gabriel. I like Peter. I, I like think. I think both of them had better solo careers. Again, there's so many people gasping out there. I think they both had better solo careers, but mm. like in regards to just Genesis, I think Peter Gabriel's Genesis was. I I, I preferred a little more than Phil Collins' Genesis. That's, that's fair. Um, at the same time, Phil Collins is a fucking amazing talent, and yeah. it, this soundtrack is phenomenal. Like. Because unlike a lot of other Disney films, like most Disney films, I'll watch it. I'll think the music's good, but I only remember like one or two songs. This one, I remember like at least four or five. Like I might not be able to sing them <laughs> off the top of my head right now, but if you were to give me the titles, I'd be like, yep, like you'll be in my heart. I remember that yep, one. Yep, of course. Uh, Strangers Like Me. I love that one. Yeah. Um, Trash in yeah, the there's, Camp. There's so many. Trash in the Camp. That well, Phil, I don't I, know that Phil Collins like, sang in that, but you yeah. know who did? He did write it, though. You know who sang Oh, he did? It? Okay, cool. Do you know who sang it? I don't... Uh, Frank Welker. In sync. It was! Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That reminds me. I just... Uh, uh, this lady at work just found out that um, Justin Timberlake turned, like, 42 or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember how old Justin Timberlake is. Like she was having like a, a momentary like this is fucking bullshit. Like I remember him as a goddamn kid. Now he's yeah. forty two. It's like and I was just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we're all getting old. Yep, we're all getting yeah. old. It is, it is weird to think about because I would still consider him young. And am I just well, because yeah, he's, he's in shape? <laughs> yeah, but I feel I mean, old, like, and I'm yeah. twelve years younger. How big? <laughs> No, I feel I feel it, man. I feel very old and fatigued. I need to get a lot of body parts checked out, but I need to just whatever. work out my body. I think that will will help. Yeah, we'll get gym. Just hard to together. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never worked we'll out just for go. me because there's well, people that touch yeah. those machines. <laughs> yeah, I just need to run on the treadmill. That's all. I don't need the the weightlifting machines or anything. I just need I, a treadmill. Yeah, I gotta I gotta work my body that way as well i work your body work your body i need all of it i want all of it back i was in such good shape at the um midpoint of my high school career and then i just stopped yeah. working out 
and uh, yeah. <laughs> the only good, the only time I've been in good shape was when I lost my gallbladder and I couldn't eat anything for like three months except for like rice and veggies. Yeah, so, like, I think that was more <laughs> malnourished <laughs> than in good shape. <laughs> you're right it was malnourished but at the same time i wasn't fat anymore and everybody says everybody looks at me and they're like greg you're not fat and i'm like i am fat i know my body without clothes on and i am fat <laughs> i feel that uh... <laughs> tarzan on the other hand tarzan no, knows his body got... very well without clothes on yes he, he's fit like a motherfucking he is fiddle. super fit and that he needs it so that he can swing around slide on trunks uh, things that hilarious. you can only do in Africa, the vague, very vague yeah. Africa, where they are in yeah. Africa, who knows? I I think this... um, they traveled. Yeah, the, the animators traveled to Uganda and Kenya, okay. so I would assume it's in that area because that's okay. where they went to study gorillas I and everything. Don't know if that is still part of the Congo uh, forest. I don't know, but the, yeah, I have no idea. I, that one is the real My... big one, the real big jungle. So. Yeah. That's what I thought my, they were basing uh, it off. My, <laughs> my knowledge of, of of any other continent, I don't even know America that well, honestly. I love you. My geography <laughs> knowledge is just shit. Like all I know is what I've read on Wikipedia, which is Uganda and Kenya is where they where the animators well, at least travel. There you go. There you go. Yeah, which is it's it parallels they're they're traveling to Africa to study the apes, parallels the the main female lead and her father that is right. and also our villain. Um, yes. They, uh, Jane, uh, Jane Porter, voiced by Minnie Driver, her father, do, 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 do. His father uh, is Professor, Professor Archimedes. Yes. Yeah. Nigel I, did, I honestly did not know. <laughs> Which is beautiful. Like, I love that. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I honestly did not know his name was Archimedes. That's kind of funny. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I think yeah. I remember him like berating himself at one point and using yeah, his name. Yeah. I thought he was talking about like um, Minerva Manu- Zal. I thought that's what. Yeah, he that's all. <laughs> I thought it was an owl too when he said yeah. that. <laughs> Whatever. It's a it's an owl's name. That's what Archimedes. Whenever I hear Archimedes, I immediately think owl. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Both both Minnie Driver and Nigel Hawthorne do beautifully good voices for their characters. Uh, Jane is obviously more focused on as the the eccentric. Uh, um, what is she? She's uh, well, she's is, helping is her she father just study? research. Yeah. I would say that she. Um, you could really call. I would say you could call her a scientist because she. Yeah. You know, I don't know at this point how many women were allowed to be in university roles. Right. But her father is a professor, and she works with her father. Yeah. Um, and they're and, both very eccentric characters. Yes. They're both very, like, um, joyous and, like, yeah. very excited by nature, um, um, which is immediately juxtaposed by their uh, traveling companion, their guide to the jungle. Right. The guy um, who's clearly Cecil been Clayton. in Africa before. Um, because, yeah, because he, well, at the very least he's been in, in the bush before, uh, but Clayton is played by Brian blessed or blessed. Do you remember that name? I do, but I don't remember from what. Uh, star Wars episode one, the phantom menace. He plays boss Nass. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? I love that. 
Oh, that's I never, hilarious. I never knew. I just, I only know him as Boss Nass. I did not know he was William Cecil Clayton, <laughs> uh, who was, who was a pretty damn good villain too. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he's very, uh, very hardened individual. He's always, he's kind of he's scared also, by uh, the uh, jungle. Yeah, he's also just like a real person. Like you could see a person yeah. with these motivations doing these evil things because it happens all the time. He's a poacher, right? That that is yeah. his his villainous goal is to poach these these gorillas that are Tarzan's family. Uh, now right. Jane and, like, and Professor Porter do not know this. They think that he's right. just their guide. Uh, but yeah, he, that's what they hired him for. Yeah, he is. Um, <clears throat> he is taking advantage of their their yeah. need for a guide to get the funding to go out there to Africa to get these gorillas. Right. Yeah, he does. Um, I, I've I've recently, as in like in the last five years, I've read art like a, a huge autobiography on Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And he's very much Clayton is very much a like Teddy character, and right. that like I mean Theodore is not as evil as Clayton. I will I will say that in my opinion he's not as evil, but he did Teddy Roosevelt did go to you know to Africa to South America yeah, and hunted a, a lot yeah a lot of animals like over two hundred some animals that he sent back to the Smithsonian uh, Museum. Um, and that's kind of what Clayton is interested in, but except I think he kind of wants to zoo some of them as well. He wants to sell them to zoos. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to kill all of them, but he does want to definitely kill some good game yeah. and then bring home some to, to, you know, sell off and make big bucks off of. Yeah. Um, but he does a really good job at the very beginning. Like, for, honestly... For the first half of this, like when for the first half of knowing Clayton, Jane, and and the professor, you could honestly not even know that Clayton was evil. Yeah, because like, there's there's yeah. hints. He's there's a definitely real person. Hints. He and he's he yeah. is like a lot of Disney villains are deceivers, and that's how they get close to the right. um the hero, but. They're always given like their soliloquy moment or, uh, yeah. uh, you know, scenes with or their henchmen. Like, um, yeah, so or even just like a malicious look. There. Yeah, 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 something like that. Like, a, oh, I know and, he's and up you, to no good. But they didn't yeah. play that with Clayton, even though he no, is clearly not as pure, like anywhere near as pure hearted as Jane or the professor no. are. Like, he, he right. I don't think you can. It's been so long since I first watched the movie that I don't really know, but I feel like At, if I watch this for the first time, I might not sense that he's going to be the center right. of the conflict. Yeah, yeah. I remember as a kid, I did not know until the uh, until the moment where he was just like, "Can you take us to the gorillas? Like to your family, mm. you know?" Yeah. And then like there was a moment um, there where he makes like a face or something. And as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that was villainous." You know, it took yeah. me a long time yeah. to think that. As an adult, there's more hints. Yeah, definitely. like there there are moments where you can you know when he's in the jungle, he's immediately shoot happy. Like something oh, will yeah. move and he'll immediately point his rifle at it and shoot. Yeah. And it's just like you get these ideas as more as an adult, but as a kid, it was kind of like it wasn't out of the blue, but it was still shocking once he once he does what he does in the third act. And I was yeah. just like, oh my god! But like, there's a whole one of the montage songs when uh, 
when Tarzan is is learning English and learning right. about humans because he's mm-hmm. just discovered, you know, he, he meets right. and saves Jane from a. He uh, almost um, gets he almost gets Claytoned uh, when they first oh, meet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he he's Clint. the thing that's stalking around because he's like, yeah. there's creatures that look like me because Kala never told him that. Yeah, that, yeah, that there was. He just thought he was a, a a hairless ape. Yeah, you know, he, he basically yeah. just thought he was just completely different from everybody because right. he was like he thought he was still an ape, but something was wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's fascinating. That's where you get the strangers like me song is when he. Uh, when he's wanting to to learn about these humans more because he's just discovered them and he's just like, you know, can you show these strangers like me? Like, I want to know more about these people. Um, and it's 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 a it's a beautiful You're song. Right. I really love that moment. But again, it's another flashback or not flashback. It's another montage because he's he's just, you know, he's learning English. This is yeah. this is where he learns things. Where he's talking with Jane. Where where she's drawing stuff and they're showing mm-hmm. him uh, uh, film reels, like um, uh, not film it, reels, but they're uh, like slide. Uh, they're doing a slideshow. Slideshow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With old timey photographs, which I love. Yeah. Like it's really good. Old timey. Like it's a really cool too. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I fucking love I love seeing Tarzan learn though. That's yeah. like that's the fascinating yeah, part of this so film. Curious. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and it's, it is. And great. him and Jane, beautiful because yeah. he he knows no boundaries whatsoever. No. And she comes from a very posh area, right. posh like society. I was just watching something about the Victorian era, and this might be just after that, but still, social standards yeah. were very high during yeah. the period. <laughs> that Jane <laughs> when she born. first meets tarzan it's so funny because she's she's being chased by baboons and he saves her you know swings her throughout the entire jungle and she's like she's like put me down put me down uh you know never mind don't let me go like you know she's like terrified of all this kind of stuff and then once they're safe he is immediately in her <laughs> bubble just like right up on her and everything yeah. and as an adult it's it's kind of sexual like it's it's pretty like um, cause Tarzan is just exploring. He's just like, right. what is this? This is another person that looks like me, but she's very cute, very pretty. Yes. You know, so he's, he's like enraptured by this. And yet <laughs> from Jane's point of view, this is a wild man who is right up on you. And <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's scary she, as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. She's really scared <laughs> at first, but then the more she realizes that this wild man is, is not going to attack her he's very gentle and very like he might not understand social space yeah he's just curious and then and then she starts to immediately fall for him which is a little you know yeah it's pretty at the same time oh i love stinky stinky man (laughs) oh yeah well some women are into that you know some women are are turned on by the wild as as opposed to the the posh life uh yeah and she likes she likes that nature aspect more so like i feel like it kind of worked because she was very you know she was already fascinated by the world around her and then here's this man who's just like i can show you more of this world Mm -hmm. you know because like there's a moment in one of the montages where she's trying to because she's a great artist she draws everything very good at it sketch and she's yeah yeah and she's trying to trying to draw this uh this bird and it flies away and Tarzan sees that it disappoints her when it flew away. So he's just like, all right. And he, he, you know, picks her up, climbs up a tree to the top of the trees where there's a, like hundreds of yeah. thousands of them. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful moment because that's when she realizes like, you know, this person, this, the Tarzan means well, mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I like him, you know, she starts to fall for him and it's like, I really like the romance. I think yeah, it worked pretty I do well. Too. Even uh, if it they is could have, They could establish it. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, if this was going to be a live action version, I think that the the learning there would be a couple more scenes in the learning yeah. session. Have you ever seen Nell? Uh, I don't think so. No. Um. Well, it's Jo, jo- Jodie Foster, and she is like supposed to be like maybe twenty years old, and she was raised by a woman who had a stroke in the middle of the woods and then she gets discovered who died uh at some point and so she gets um discovered by these anthropologists i guess um and they are trying to bring her back into society but she speaks a very broken english so she at least had a place to start um uh I think yeah. that the montage too. of him learning English so fast is yeah. is I mean and you know Tarzan could be a genius we don't fucking know he did <laughs> right. learn all of those things to mimic animals um yeah yeah so well, I knows? mean like but I mean you say to mimic but at the same time just being raised he just you know he mimicked his parents basically Kerchak right. and and Kala so like he he like that's just what kids do like yeah um, I, I just mean like the other creatures like the rhinoceros like right. he, that's how he learned how to use tools is because he's like yeah. okay the rhino can use it to scrape out things I can get a rock and do that yeah um, yeah yeah it's it's I I really enjoy it. I do wish that's like my biggest pr- flaw is a lot of this the the interesting stuff happens in montages. Yeah, sometimes. Obviously the story in and of itself is very interesting, but um oh, I completely forgot one thing I was I was going to say about Clayton is that the another reason you don't like as a kid another reason I didn't expect him to be a villain was in one of those montage scenes where Tarzan's learning. Mm-hmm. Him and Clayton are like buddy buddy having a good time. Like yeah. there's there's moments where you know uh, Clayton will just be like you know he's strutting and then like Tarzan will come up behind him and start strutting too uh-huh. because he's trying to learn how to walk like this guy. Yeah, and like you can see that Clayton's having fun with this guy. Like you know he's on occasion. He's, 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 he's also a there's human. also yeah. a lot of frustrating scenes between the two. Of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he he really badly wants to get to the gorillas and yeah. Tarzan refuses to show them the family. And, which <laughs> because you know, good yeah, on he's, Tarzan he's for forbidden no by Kerchak. Uh, but later, yeah. because they're going to leave, he decides to show them. And that's when everything breaks bad. And we'll probably leave yeah. that for the viewer, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The third act is really good. It is. It and is very good. It's got one of the most gruesome, like, of course, it's a Disney film. The villain usually dies. Yeah. And, like, but, I yeah, got to say, right. the, the villain death is gruesome. Is. I remember and being like, honestly, I wasn't like, traumatized warning kid, on it, like, Honestly. Yeah. Uh, cause he does get hanged and we don't see his, yeah. his physical body, but we see the shadow of it. And yeah, uh, it's very, very yeah. iconic, classic, like way to show something like that happening. Yeah. You know, kind of like wizard of Oz where the, <laughs> that, that whole story. <laughs> yeah. That real life story. Who knows? Well, is it real? Cause I couldn't remember if it was real know. or if it was just a onset myth. I think it's yeah. yeah a myth. Um, Anyhow, stuff, anyhow, we should probably do some closing statements. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I I I'm bothered by the montages, even though I like them and I think they're mm-hmm. utilized well. The music and is the, really the music, good. Yeah, like, the music makes the montages so worth it. Like, yeah, to, completely yeah. honest, like that's so true. It's a but music like, it's video just, at that point. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of where my problem with it is. Is like it just stops being a movie and starts being a music video at times. Right. And like, but I still like it. I think Jane is one of the better. She's not a princess, but like Disney princess right. is like the term, you know. And, and I think she's Jane very is, is, clearly intelligent, yeah. like, and, and has a, a, a full personality. Some some yeah. of the Disney princesses um, do not. Yeah, and like my biggest <laughs> attraction, like out there is quirky intelligence in women. Yeah. Um, yeah. For men, it's a little different what I'm attracted to. It's pretty much you just got to be David Tennant. But, like, <laughs> that's kind of it. But, like, yeah, for women, like, I really love quirky, intelligent characters. And Jane is right up there. Like, her and Belle are, like, mm-hmm. two of my favorite um, Disney female leads. Uh, and, like, you that's know, Minnie Driver does a great job as uh, as Jane. Um, completely different than her. Because she was in Goodwill Hunting, right? That's Minnie Driver. Uh, Goodwill? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Goodwill Hunting, yeah. Um, what else was she in? I think Austin Powers. Whoa! She was in Princess Mononoke? Oh, maybe not Austin Powers. Wow, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, she could have been Austin Powers. I thought uh, she was. No, actually, I don't see it here, actually, now that I say that. But, but no, I uh, was wrong. You know, I've... I've I always know her for Goodwill Hunting. That's like my go-to Mini Driver film that I, you know, I, I don't really remember her name too well, except right, I just remember right. she was the love interest of, of <laughs> Matt Damon in that film. But and she, like, Jane is great. Jane is a great uh, role for completely Mini different voice too. Yeah, like because you had the you have the That's hard English Boston accent sure. in, in Goodwill. Oh, she's and here English you just have like Goodwill. Posh. Oh, is she English? I couldn't remember. Yeah, but like, she's surrounded she by Boston accents. She That's is. why but she's it's there just, for school. Yeah. She went to Cambridge, yeah. I think. Yeah, but her voice just becomes Boston. Like everybody, if you're going to be in Boston, everybody's voice becomes Boston. In but she goes back to <laughs> to England, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> I said, "Gotta go to the loo." <laughs> I can't do a Boston accent. I'm not going to try. But hey, no, like, maybe that I really was love her a as British Jane. mixed with a Boston accent. We, we <laughs> That's know. what we'll say. Yeah. I really love Jane, though. I think she's really fun. I love the romance aspect. Clayton makes a really damn good villain. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I give the film, I'll, I'll say three and a half stars. Like, it's it's not perfect, mm. but it's a lot of fucking fun. Um, yeah. At the same time, I don't understand how Tarzan can slide around on trees. It makes yeah. for an awesome animation yeah. sequence. The animation is beautiful here, too. It's this so is like mossy. the best their CGI it's has It's so mossy. Looked. That's yeah. why. It's so mossy. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He's not going to like get a shit ton of splinters in his feet. I don't it's care how mossy so it is. so calloused. So calloused. Yeah. You can still get splinters and calluses. Like, even though it's tough in skin, a sharp piece of wood would go right in there. Yeah, but no, I will forgive that. It's it's fascinating, and the animation is phenomenal. Like they, yeah, this is where they started to perfect their computer animation. I think it was great in Mulan. Here, yeah. it's like there's no and, no instances where I'm just like, this is weird. Also, like, the trunk sliding is one of the more fun things in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> I, and that was another thing is like when they when they're in the when they're in the treehouse, all I could think of was Kingdom Hearts because <laughs> I, I remember trying to. To get yeah. around that damn treehouse. That treehouse is frustrating it in is that game. It is very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. You fall into the net and you're kind of just like, how do I get back up Fuck, there? Like, this God, is fucking again? bullshit. How did I get yeah. down here? Okay. It's just like it's just like when Sabor falls into the net and then you're just yeah. like, poor kitty. And like, that <laughs> might be why they made it that way. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> um, this movie uh, is Frank Walker's Darkest Hour. 
Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, uh, the one real problem I have with this movie, because I love this movie, but the one real problem is that they're in Africa and there is not a single black character. Not at no. all. And, you know, Africa's a big place. And sure, there's probably some jungle that nobody lives in. But right. people do live in the jungle, guys. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, I there's think, an I opportunity think it makes sense, this. Though. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's supposed to be secluded. So yeah, yeah that, that does make from, sense. Like, yeah, he's from Arendelle. Like he's got to be white. So, but after they introduce the group, somebody in the party could have been someone that was black. They could have had a black yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like yeah, you're talking we're in Africa or uh, Clayton's group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is yeah, somebody yeah. who works with Clayton, and now that is a stereotypical character. That that can be portrayed as pretty racist, and that might be why they avoided that route. But not having a single black character when you're in yeah. Africa that seems that it's that always weird, bothered yeah. me. But not, I guess I, I shouldn't say always because as a kid I didn't really notice. But every time right. I watched it as an adult, I'm like, there's not a single black person. Whatever. I still really enjoyed it. I I give it a full face. I give the soundtrack a face and a half. I yeah, <laughs> honestly, I could listen to that soundtrack any day. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like, um, but before we wrap on uh, on the Renaissance era and look back on everything, have you seen the Alexander Skarsgård live action Tarzan? Yeah, I thought I you were going to say there was a sequel coming. Maybe there is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did, I have... and there's and that one is a bit white savory. Uh, you know, okay. Ma- I was gonna say I have not seen it, so I don't know about it much. It's I thought I enjoyed it, but like upon reflecting on the plot, it's like okay, but he definitely saved that whole tribe, and he was framed as the only person who could do it. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, at least that's here a, he- that's a that's a tired story, guys. Come on, you know yeah. you know this. But at least in the animation, he does it with a lot of help from Tantor and and Rosie right. O'Donnell. And, yeah, and he's not saving a whole bunch of black people. He's oh, that's fair. Okay, so he's, yeah. he's saving. Okay, yeah, I, I did not know that. In right. the yeah, live yeah. There in the live Ooh. action movie, there's this tribe that um, these like I think these hunters want to take over the territory and the tribe has just gotten in a place where they are good with like the European people that are taken over. I don't know. We'll have to watch it sometime. I I was thinking that, you know, sometime a Tarzan playlist might be fun because there are a shit ton of Tarzan films. Jesus. Yeah. That and jungle book too. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That was another thing is I kind of get, I get, I get the adaptations of jungle book and Tarzan kind of mixed. Like Mowgli is very much like a very similar character, just raised by the wild. But that's, that's an India. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean like there's a, there was a live action jungle book film, um, that like back in the nineties that we owned Uh the VHS for. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was trying to talk about that film, but I kept thinking it was Tarzan related. Uh-huh. And like, I, it's just like, cause it's like, the, it's just wild boy, you know, boy born in the wild, uh-huh. raised by the wild. Like it just, it's, it's stored in the exact same spot in my head. That's so it's like, fair. it's very weird, but 
Yeah, I feel like both of those have a shit ton of adaptations we can do. I mean, we honestly might just do a live action Disney, you know, their their live we action adaptation just so eventually. we can bitch about it. So Yeah, we yeah. will. I don't think they've done the Tarzan yet. I think that was a different um company. Oh, that wasn't that oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was one of theirs. That's I think it's in the public domain now, uh Tarzan. The Legend of Tarzan. So and I guess because it was written in 1915 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, 1912. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that was Warner Bros. Wow, didn't even know who played Jane in that. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Um, they wow. They start the movie off in London. This is uh much after the meeting. Ooh, he, he goes I don't back. Like. He goes back to help this tribe. Her name is Jane Clayton, so she's her her father in that is the villain. No, I guess, no, no. Maybe I that's don't weird. know actually, but yeah, I thought that weird. they were married. I think he might be Lord Clayton. Ah, uh, I don't like that even more. <laughs> Not, I mean Tarzan is Lord Clayton. Oh, gotcha. Uh, he's Ooh. he's Lord something. Interesting. He's Lord something, and they're in a relationship, but I can't remember if they're married in, in the movie or not. That's very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I've never seen it, so that'd be that'd be that's fascinating, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's look back at the Renaissance and determine uh, best and worst oh, here. Oh shit. Um, this is the this is the beautiful era where they got Alan Menken to pretty much do everything. Uh, list him off for all us. Yeah, we got the little. It started with the Little Mermaid, and then you had the Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan. A very long era for Disney, but hmm. pretty much all bops. I'm gonna quickly put out um, my my least favorites here. It's either Rescuers okay. Down Under or Pocahontas. I'm gonna say Rescuers Down Under just because I barely remember that movie yeah. it was still good yeah but it was it was it does not feel like renaissance era disney yeah. i think our bottom tiers are the same i'm just gonna say that because the yeah. other ones i i still enjoy watching uh yeah it, like uh pocahontas, least. pocahontas i still enjoy watching because i grew up watching it but there's definitely some problems with it um hercules right. i can't say is my third least but i can understand <laughs> Why it might be yours. I'd say it's tied with the Little Mermaid. Uh, like, <laughs> there's there's things about both of them that like I think they're both good films, but mm-hmm. both Hercules and Little Mermaid just have have something in it that I'm just like no, like yeah. Little I mean, Mermaid, for for, for Little Mermaid, so it's Ariel into. just giving up everything for a yeah. man. I just I hate that yeah, story. That line. might be That's honestly so a little bit lower, but there's things that I love about that movie. Ursula, Ursula is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so it, i i mean i like under the sea it's a good song it's a good song yeah it's um, a good song and even kiss the girl both of sebastian's songs good um yeah. and also louis <laughs> the chef that's fair he's great that's fair <laughs> oh man what's now the to best? choose the favorite it's so difficult man i Belle think is my favorite I disney princess I think I, yeah, I know. Go for it, please. I think the best all-around film 
in the Renaissance era. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but I think the best is Hunchback of Notre Dame. The only mar you, yeah. on the Hunchback of Notre Dame is at sometimes the gargoyles. I I think yeah. that 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 comedic relief and could the, have been done a little bit better because sometimes it yeah, was fart and jokes. The use of the Romani slur. That's a little yes, bit. yes, quite a bit of yeah. that. That is a big mar, yeah. but I mean, it, it, I I it's, it's I would say that it's her- historically accurate for the period. But then again, I don't yeah. know what the French used. Uh, I'm sure it was yeah. still. It's still considered a slur. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they used the even the book. I think used that the slur, but at the same time, it wasn't really known to be a slur for when right. the book was written. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I can't say uh, that that was the truth in the '90s, but it was it was still very fairly ignorant. Um, yeah, mostly. But honestly, yeah. The even though I love Belle, Belle is my favorite of all the Disney lead, yeah. leading ladies. Like hands down, Belle is my my complete go to archetype for a, a a good character for you mm-hmm. know because I love Belle. She's so smart, so brilliant. Sure, she's Stockholm syndrome into a relationship <laughs> with the Beast, but it's really fucking good. But no, like I'm I'm on record already. It wasn't actually a hard choice. I was just leading you on um, because <laughs> the Hunchback of Notre Dame is my favorite Disney film. Like it's really I, I love good all the music. It's yeah, really I good. I love the story. Esmeralda so is a good character. Uh, but yeah, I really think is, yeah. that uh, Jasmine is the one that I probably had the biggest crush on growing up. Uh, yeah, and that's fair. It, she's just fiery. Um, and, uh, you know, she dresses well. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> She wears more clothes than Ariel does. She wears more clothes than <laughs> Ariel does. And I'm not very interested in Ariel. And that might be the fish is thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. She also yeah, is I'm like thinking it's the fish 13. Tail. And that's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the Renaissance. We'll be back at an unspecified time for the post-Renaissance era, mm-hmm. um, which begins with the Fantasia 2000. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weird shit. It the really is. Shit. Honestly, it's stuff that, that I feel like most of my friend group enjoys. Not all of them. Like Home on the Range. Nobody enjoys Home on the Range. <laughs> we'll see, man. We, we Let's not judge until we watch it. Yeah. I, I can judge it. I think. I think it's fair to judge. <laughs> but like, but like, the Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, Zelda. Please stop barking. The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, yeah. Treasure Planet. Like those I are like films those that ones. I feel like a lot of people super love and that I enjoy. But mm-hmm. they were not things I watched a lot. So I'm very excited to get to the post Renaissance era because New Groove we did watch yeah. quite a bit. That we definitely watched Emperor's New Groove a lot, but like Atlantis and Treasure Planet, I was oh I guess Lilo and Stitch is also part of the like post Renaissance era too. Yeah. yeah, I do like Lilo and Stitch and the Lilo show. Lilo and Stitch, yeah, that, that's but... the best. You're right. I we can't. Yeah. Okay, so there's good stuff coming ahead. There's good stuff coming again. Yeah. There's weird stuff too. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, so Speaking we'll, of weird, we'll wrap it up next yeah, week. We'll wrap maybe? it up. We'll say. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. 
So we'll wrap it up. We'll say uh, thank you for, for sticking around for the Disney playlist through its entirety. Again, this is episode 37 of that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we only got like 20 more to go. So someday and, 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 we'll be know, finished the, with Disney. The, the five or six more movies after that because yeah. the production's yeah, so much then. faster. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, they do one a year now. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. But uh, very excited to come back to Disney someday. Um, but in the meantime, if you really liked what you've heard here, you can head down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Check out our tiers there. Uh, you got a lot of options available to you. You can read it all there. I'll yeah. just send you there and then I'll, you know, we'll just wrap it up quickly and I'll just say that I am the green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good Disney. <laughs> I'm going to... Good night. <laughs> Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.